The Juicy Cup Podcast is an opinion-based show that should not be considered professional advice or services and assumes no responsibility or liability towards listeners. Hey everybody, welcome to the Juicy Cup Podcast. My name is Bernard. (laughs) And my name is Valerie. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Y'all, it has been a long week. It truly has. Mm. It's been one of them ones for the books. Who are you telling? Ooh. I can't wait till we get to um to well Monday. You know how they be doing them um you know them posts from Sunday scaries. Mm-hmm. And um they be like slam laptop till Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that thing gonna be slammed, thrown in a corner for Ooh. well over a week, okay? <laughs> I wish I can do it. Lord, I got two appointments with clients on Monday. I got a half a day Monday, and I did that out of just being being kind. Oh, that's real nice. I walked in it last week, Monday, I walked in the office, and I was like, you know... And it's worse when I looked at my school um, stuff and also looked at my week where I work week. And I was like, you know, Friday, I'm going to take a mental health day. And I damn so put that, I put it in that Monday. And lucky I ain't put it again another one um, this coming Monday. But I actually got to do something. So they don't care? Like, would you not like pass your 90 days and all that? Mm-mm, I can't take PTO within the first six months, but I still like accumulate like sick days. And like I just like I had like two days. Um, what when I took when I was um sick from Friendsgiving, and somehow I got I got another two days. I don't know. They just they just generally just give them out because also separate some mental health days. I haven't taken a mental health day yet, and so I thought this. I love um, a job that was... separate. I love a job that separates sick. Um and an annual leave and my job calls them um R and R days. Mm-hmm. So rest and relaxation. We get four of those a year. And then we get a sick pile and we get a, a annual leave pile, like a vacation pile. Mm-hmm. I love jobs that do that. Don't put all my stuff together. You well, don't belong at together. At all. They separate. <laughs> when I say I, what I can see why my company itself um uh, particular likes yeah, I can see why they keep so many of their employees. Um, it's because how they're like very generous with it. I couldn't tell you how many mental health days I get a year, but if I took one now, I still have another one. And I just really started. I started not too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You almost gave that start date. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, we really sharing out here in these streets. No, 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 no. <sighs> what you got in your cup? I don't know what I want in this kitchen and put together. Um, it's edible. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was going to make me a margarita, but then I was sadly mistaken when I went to look at my simple syrup. Like I had... I had made two things of simple syrup in November, uh-huh. and one of them stayed here, and the other one to my boyfriend's house, but the one that was here, like, when I opened it up, it looked weird, so I threw uh-huh. it out, and I kind of just added some um, brown sugar in it, and they tried to mix it in, but you know, brown sugar don't really mix, uh-huh. so it's, we're we just working with what we got. It's some um, tequila. I ain't mad at it. Tequila, some orange syrup, no, some orange liquor, a little lemon, and some brown sugar. 
Brown sugar, babe. I had went in Total Wine yesterday to try to find something. Um, and I couldn't find anything. I ended up getting some um, and it's more so I, I didn't really feel like making like a drink, and so I got um, inspired from Al Reynolds' um, buttery Chardonnay. Buttery Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. Oh, butter Chardonnay. Um, Let me see it's, it. it's a guy. Um, and it's like a little can. Cause I didn't. I, That's cute. Like I just like I was in there for a good like fifteen minutes and couldn't figure out what I want and then I thought about um because I was listening to Fox Soul and the guy Al Reynolds on there um always has butter um butter Chardonnay and so I was like I'm gonna try it and see what it's about it's all right what's your rating oh okay mm -hmm. it, that it, sounds like I will not be going to the store to purchase but I still want to get your um Issa Rae one oh yeah that one's good That's real good. Cause I try, I try something new. I almost came to try like Moscow. Apparently, it's supposed to be better than tequila or something like. Well, um, mm -hmm. then agave tequila, but we'll see how next time I go. I may have it for next podcast. Ooh, I'm gonna just go ahead and go first with this. Like, what got me going? Well, let me ask you first. Jesus, Bernard, what got you going this week? Lots <laughs> of you ready. My teacher in school, if I can sit there and box that bitch, I could. Ooh. I'm in it, and, and I've been pissy this whole, like, since I started her class, and it's because she's real meticulous and, like, what she doesn't, she's very vague, but yet go comment, go comment on about what details you want. And this assignment that I just looked at right before we go on this podcast, I got a 35 out of 40, and I was very irritated about it because the assignment only says, and it exactly says, give me the name and the agency uh, of the agency you're going to do this interview at and um, the person in itself. That is it. That is all. I happen to work at the agency also. I know good or well whether she likes it or not. I am lying. I am not going to nobody of the agency and go do it all that. Also, it's just an assumption that I'm also not already a case manager. So I'm guessing whatever the case, no, some people are not. Cool. It, w <laughs> it just wouldn't make sense. All the questions that I, I can answer myself. And that's what I'll be doing. She doesn't know that part. However, she gave me a 35 out of 40 because she said, you don't have the date and time. That's not That's not what you asked for. That's not what the fuck you asked for. She knocked you five points. Mm hmm For date and, so, and time. For date and time of when the interview is gonna be scheduled. Ma'am, that's not what you said. That is not what you asked for. Man, Did you, you debate that up with her? Oh, I already I sent the um that's why um I was coming to this thing a little late. I had mm -hmm. I was at the middle of typing that because I explicitly said, Hey, that was not anything. Could you please expound? If not, baby, just can I redo it? Because the assignment's not due until tomorrow. I was mm -hmm. gracious enough to finish your assignment and turn it in, in you know, in a good time frame. One thing she's going to learn about you is once you give him some directions, he's going to follow the directions. Now, if you start coming left with something on the left field, you're going to call her out. And, she, and so just imagine she's been doing this since I started the class. Luckily, this class is only six weeks. My other class that I'm also in is um, 11 weeks. Um, and, and that one is fine. This one class reminded me of why I like going. Um, I'm going to be signing up for again boxing and doing it every Saturday. I'm I'm gonna need to start punching something because I can't do that. Thanks, she getting on your nerves that bad. It is it, it's getting bad. I would I yesterday after um it's like the moment I closed my laptop and we had we rescheduled for today. 
I had just mm-hmm. finished the last assignment. I was sitting in Barnes and Nobles with a stank face for like four hours doing homework. <laughs> and she like said, she want these like she wants very very detailed. If you ever um, it's like having you ever seen Bones? No. Um, Criminal Minds. Yes. Um, what's that like? Really really smart guy. Um, the white guy. Yes. It's like kind of having him as a teacher. I don't know his name, but I know you're talking about. It's kind of like having him as a teacher, and he's like nit- intensely nitpicking it, because he does it on on people's discussion pages and everything. It was one point that isn't one of my posts last week. I was like, ma'am, could you explain this? At this point, I, I'm not going to go to a side and ask you, could you explain what you did? Because you're asking for this mission and purpose, and I explained to you that if I'm going to be describing the purpose of something... When I'm also going to be including the standard, what do you want me to separate? Because basically, I'm going to be saying the same shit. <laughs> if you're describing the mission, this, the purpose of this, you also understand the purpose is because of these particular standards. Your what your explanation still wasn't very clear. I did what I want to do, and guess he just was okay with it. I just can't wait to go to boxing class because I got I got too much negative energy in me right nowadays. Out of curiosity, how is she when you do challenge her? Is she receptive? Very white woman. <laughs> I would say I've learned as I got older about how I learn. I I learn through asking questions, and if I can't get a question, I'm stuck. I I need you to explain. Like I'm I'm I will follow your directions. Don't be vague with something this. and then come back on particular. You do not have me interested on in going back to school no time soon with your frustration. Is but... if I gotta add that to my plate. Mm. <laughs> But it's not mm. even that. Um, I'm gonna just wrap it. But it's not even that. It's just, I I think right. She's probably out of like all my college's classes, all my college classes. She has to be like my most. I can add her to a list, and it's only she'd be the third person on the list as the most aggravating professors. Usually, I'm mm. usually, I don't have any issues with professors, and they're like Vega. It's just ask a question, but she's very like. I'm gonna hate to have her in another class. Is it likely you will? Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the one and the other one. She, she, let, she let me do what I do. I explain it in details, and this is what I do. I'm going to give you what you need. Don't be vague with this shit. <laughs> Don't be like one of gravy on particulars. Oh, I can't wait to go to a boxing class, though. But yeah, what got you going? I kind of had two things. So... They real like polar opposites. So the first one is, I had the fortunate opportunity to order off of Chick Fil A's website a meal. Oh. And when I tell you they thought of everything, it was like Chick Fil A wins again in my book, right? Uh-huh. I'm not the hugest, hugest fans. I do love their biscuits in the morning, like the plain butter biscuits. But I'm not like the hugest fan, right? Uh-huh. Um, but I had to order it for someone at work. Um, and the the person was literally at the Chick-fil-A and I was like, Well, it's pointless to, you know, Uber eats the food to the individual. So I went on the the website and like they literally thought of everything. Like I felt like I was at the counter with the Chick-fil-A service on top of the fact that they didn't start making the order until I told them once I checked out and finished, it's a button that you click that says you can begin the order now. Hmm. basically letting them know that I'm there so it could be fresh Look at that when I told you I was like you know what y'all are right with me but that was part one right so part two came later on in the week I think about two three days ago 
now I'm not a craved um sports fan. I do love my nose, um, and that's particularly football. But um, there's this particular individual that like I really don't think I should know his name. I know he like the top three on any team that he goes on, but um, the only reason I know his name is because of his behavior, his actions, his conduct. Um, and his name is Draymond Green. Um, he received an indefinite suspension by the NBA this week. Um, and, and I guess what really got me going wasn't really Draymond Green, more so than like the responses that I heard from people via social media, via the radio, because they did a segment on it. And people was really trying to condone the fact that this man don't need to be suspended indefinitely. And when I seen this last incident, I literally sat up and it was like, uh, uh, I don't know, like a Rolodex or like a film that was going back in my head of the multiple times I done seen this man assault people on a basketball court. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just wondering, like, well, how many times do we allow him to continue this behavior before the consequence actually begins to fit the crime? <laughs> um, and I, I'm trying to wonder, like, he don't just, like, his anger, if you actually watch him, and I'm a, I want to talk about the thing, but I'm going to bring it up now. But it puts me in the mind of, and it's going to be a little polar opposite, but Cardi B and that hurt and pain that she has in her voice over the last little on-air, the, the social media thing she took to the other day, mm -hmm. talking about Offset, like how you felt her pain. That's how I feel his pain in his swings. Like his swings <laughs> feel like it's coming from somewhere else. It ain't coming from the incident in and of itself. Now, do I love the fact he going to stand in the paint with you? Like, if you're on his team, he's going to go hard for you. But some things just don't need to go that hard. And I just feel like he needs the consequence for his actions or how else will he learn because he's not learning with the one suspension here, a couple of games here. Like, he really needs to get some type of intervention and help because the way he be really reacting and responding on the court makes me wonder, and I ain't trying to put that out there in the atmosphere, but I am going to say it, what is he doing at home? Because if you're able to display that aggression on the field, on the court where your money coming from, what you doing at home? I don't know. Some it seemed deep-rooted to me. Some men really get, like, really neat feelings about sports. Like, they be, they be rooting. Like, they be ready to fight. They be really emotional about it. And I don't know if it's, like, the competitive thing. And so, they won't have to learn how he to do that. He got kids, stuff. though. What are you teaching them? Hold on, make it. So, they getting a sport. You teaching them that you're going to be at their game, arguing with the parents, about to go to, go to war because somebody said something about your son? Probably. I don't I don't feel not, like his behavior will show anything different. But see, then that would require everybody to address their behavior. Men actively are like very aggressive in like sports arenas. Like they are super emotional. I always tell this story of when I used to play football when I was little and we went to the playoffs and we had to play a team smart reason the second time. I don't know. What I do know is that we lost I mean we won the first time but we lost the second time. Everybody mm. in the team was um crying and doing the most and mad about losing. <laughs> Bernard was in the back, in the very back, so I was also a bench warmer, which is fine. Um, <laughs> I, I'm glad I had like my face mask and my uh, helmet still on, because when I tell you my smile was some idiot, because <laughs> all I heard was, I ain't got to come back after school and get all hot and sweaty. <laughs> but I knew to keep my damn mouth shut. Cause I do not. 
<laughs> but did you hear about the football player? Um, was it the was it the Raiders? Somebody played. I think it was Thursday or was it? It couldn't be Friday. I think it was Thursday. And um, the I could be butchering this up, but the football player was crying. Mm-hmm. about the loss yeah. and it once again social media did their thing and they went to attack him about crying and he went to the defense of his tears and i'm like well you made it this far in the in the game like the season and you lose and maybe it's it's, it's going to be determining what happens to you next you can get a little emotional i could deal with tears what i can't deal with is you around here swinging yeah that's true because that on every was... given moment yeah no and his apology was like, if I meant to do it, I meant to do it. I ain't apologizing for it. That was the funny part about his apology. It's the attitude after. He got a hard. He just got a horrible disposition about him with with his attitude and his aggression. He need help, and I and I, I think it's obvious. I just think that people love sports so much that they'll take the negative with the positive just to keep that individual there. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. And am I saying indefinite? If indefinite, gotta get his attention. You can bring him back. But bring him back with some demonstrated, um, some demonstrated restraint, internal restraint that he has to not be reacting in that manner on the field, on the on the court. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, it's a whole, it's a whole. I think a topic of, of just the aggression in sport in general. Do I think he should be suspended indefinitely i don't think indefinitely i think maybe he could just be out for the rest of the season but i think he's in the season it's basketball so basketball season um either should be starting back up i don't i, I don't know I, I don't pay attention to basketball all i know is football but maybe they can i would think maybe he'll just get suspended for the season my that'll be my thing just get him suspended for the season and then um come back next year with know a certain amount of hours in anger management class i don't think um and i just think uh, as like more of a business wise uh if you continue to still do it if, unless they did it beforehand i don't know i know he's been i believe he's been suspended for a few games and prior offenses that he had he's had um and obviously as we can see if he's coming back and doing the same thing like i from the from the small clip that they showed uh-huh. the guy kind of like grabbed him but it, I don't know what happened before, like, as far as the game, because like I said, I didn't watch it, but what keeps replaying on social media and on the news is a dude, like, trying to block him and then grabbing him, and he turning around and wailing on him. Mm. And it's like he just see red. Like, it's, it's to me, it's dangerous. Mm. I wouldn't even want to play with him because I wouldn't know if I, if I just happened to just cross him wrong by mistake because my foot went left and he went right, well, he'd be trying to kill me. You ain't lying. I used to play basketball also, um, for some odd reason. And it was just one person, like when he came down, he was very aggressive when he um got the ball. When I taste always mm-hmm. back the hell up because I was like, I don't want to be elbowed in my face. I'm okay. <laughs> we, we good. I'm I'm not a contact person, if y'all haven't noticed. I I don't mind playing the sport. I'm just not a really big people touching me. Especially when it hurts. <laughs> we can see contact sports is not your thing. Not at all. Well. We can get into these Let's topics. get into. Okay. So the first one is um about like knowing if a person is a good or bad, right? 
So what's a subtle sign that someone, for you, that someone is not a good person? Like what's something that they may do or say or that you may observe that will let you know, like, nah, that ain't a good person or that that person don't have good intentions or blah, 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 blah. Um, I really pay attention how you treat people in, in your area, in your circle, and um, and it's not, I don't think, it's not usually an outright thing, like, um, like I ask, sometimes I, you know, I feel like when you're in conversations with you kind of get the hint, but I feel like a subtle, a good subtle sign is how they treat individuals. I give an example of somebody who I'm not friends with. I remember when I first had met him, um, one of the things he um, was telling me is about is how he basically left his best friend on the side of the road because of a disagreement on a highway. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because it was just like, oh, well, damn. So when people do things like that, I'm just like, well, if you did that to your best friend, what would make me different? And that's how I look at people in situations. Now, um, unfortunately, I stopped being friends. Well, fortunately, I stopped being friends with the person. I, I didn't. It was nothing like me. It's just you know when people are don't have really good intentions, or maybe they're just not in that um, in that space. You know, to be my friend or the case may be. But I feel like it's a good sign of how they treat people and describe situations. I feel like a good trick to always do too is see how their logic works out when we, um when describing their favorite tv show and then the character it's not the characters they pick is their logic behind the characters and it can give you you know give you some hints about how they um how the person itself character is okay so when they okay. pick a character you don't like or you feel like it's problematic just how you need to listen to how they explain why they like that character in, in their actions and through that you can usually detect like if the person is a good person or not because I'm the person of belief that what makes me different you I got a list <laughs> <laughs> people who drive while texting because you don't care about nobody's life you don't even care about your own you definitely don't care about the people that are around you I consider you to be selfish Okay. Um, people who don't wash below their knees. <laughs> uh, um, and then people who will talk about you while you're in the room after just smiling with you. I and this this kind of goes in, in in a different retrospect of like anybody when I'm it kind of goes like your observations, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm around a group of people and like say you just got done dealing with somebody, but when you walk away, your face immediately changes, like it immediately drops from whatever demeanor you was first given off. I don't need you to be straight smiling, but like if you roll your eyes or you like immediately look immediately look drained or upset afterwards, like I really pay, I don't pay attention so much to what you're saying while you're around me, more so than what you're doing when you walk away. Um, To kind of observe what kind of person is you really? And also, like I said, people who like, I've been in spaces with people that I even know to this day that like, we could all be standing in a circle talking and two people may go outside or may may leave the space and before they can even touch the door, you talking cash money shit about them. Yeah, I don't trust you. I don't trust them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're I don't I don't think you I don't think you're the greatest <laughs> of people, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those 
those things just just don't sit well in my spirit. <laughs> um. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta talk out the box. I'll ask you a question. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. <laughs> I didn't expect the last one. Um, you ain't said nothing wrong. Not one thing is wrong. I agree with you 100%. All of them, 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 my little, that's my little list. When I saw it on Instagram, I was like, I, I got a few answers for this. <laughs> I don't think I would. Do oh, it. yeah. And people who, and I'm not going to say they're bad people. They just can't be trusted that much either. Like people that don't have no boundaries with their pets. I understand. I wouldn't say bad. Like, I, I can't just trust you. Like if I know they bad in certain ways. Like if you kissing your pet on the mouth, I'm not eating at your house. Ain't nothing wrong. Do what you do. Just understand that I won't be eating at your house. But I think those are some really good signs. Like especially like I said, I'm not I think yeah. some some environments require you to kinda of be a little fake a little bit. But like I said in a professional environment, but if you're actively putting like I said, a good sign of a person is not a good person, if you're putting yourself in certain environments in order just to kinda of talk shit about people or I understand that. Mm-hmm. Because you could just not show up. Facts. And that's both in a professional setting and a personal setting. I watch them in both, though, because even like you got to be mindful of the people you hang around with and work, too, because I, it goes it goes hand in hand to me, professional and and um and personal. personal. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. I like it. Speaking of hand in hand. <sighs> This one is yours. It is. Are black women and gays um exchanging hands? Are we learning from each other or do black women just learn from gays? Can I explain, Bernard? Mm-hmm. So it's a video. Um, Somebody sent us who listened to this show, Antonio, and he was saying, do black women learn from gays? And he was like, um, I'm going to just talk about my opinions. So it was my opinion of understanding that I wouldn't say black women learn from gays, but I do. Well, I would say in a way, yes. Explain what you mean by learn from gays. Like, what are we learning? Like lingo. I would say a lot of lingo, um, especially like slang and all that stuff. But like makeup tips, or like um, it's like it was really weird to see the transition from people how I used to watch girls do their makeup versus like. Um, I first learned it from watching somebody who did drag do makeup and it felt like in that kind of in that time i just i started seeing girls online actually starting to paint like i said if they're doing drag but they're like they're just not as um they don't just put as much makeup on and so i guess like those just those things like fashion and all like areas of life and they was arguing in a video about how um agreeing and disagreeing about how women take from the gay black women take from the gay community a lot and my personal thing and somebody was saying no women black somebody said um gay men take from women and expand it i'm of the belief that femininity and um masculinity is a spectrum and socially um, we understand what men and women are but i feel like with how can i say it 
I can't remember how I how I said it. It's like an exchange of of, of ideas. I think both enhances one. Another. I don't think nobody act is is like nobody owns how to do makeup. Nobody's nobody, a gatekeeper. Yeah, nobody's a gatekeeper of those things. And so my thing was just more so just saying like they influence each other. I I, I can't say women are the sole people of femininity. That's not that's not true. Nobody, no one thing is just feminine. Okay. Because I, I, was, I was interested to hear your perspective because he sent it to me too. And he said that like you totally disagree. He would agree with me, which was I feel like we both bite off of each other, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it has historically been more of a feminine thing to do makeup. <clears throat> to the degree of the, the, the um, am I using the right word when I say flamboyancy of makeup? Like how it's so just the popping of makeup, right? Um, so I, for, for me, I feel like it, it may have initially steered from there with women and then it was grown upon in gay male culture and maybe even, um, female culture, but gay culture. I disagree because I think of like, let's just say, um, a lot of actors back in the day, um, like use makeup. Use makeup on a lot of um, Asian, like a lot of men um, dressed up as women, especially like I'm, I'm using Shakespeare time. So I don't think nobody inherently owns, um, like I said, those those properties. But I, to the degree of what like women have historically done with it, like example, nail color, makeup, coloring of outfits, and 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 being eccentric to the degree that we. Uh, well that women do right mm -hmm. um and i'm not saying that we are the gatekeepers of it but it is it is more prominent for women to come out in that that popping nature of something that just kind of pops yeah, and then i'm not i understand what you're saying you're saying that the inspiration of a lot of gay men are prob are women and i i, I wouldn't disagree with that Okay, so that, that that's where I'm leaning from, but then I'm also saying in the same breath <clears throat> that I feel like we learn from each other. So, like, I feel like men may see some gay men who, gay men may see something that a woman does, and it's like, oh, I could bite off of that and then do something else, and vice versa. Because I know I've been out, and I've seen um, gay men, trans women, um, in eclectic outfits and I'm like oh that's really bomb or that color combo is amazing mm -hmm. um and then you take back from it you 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 take from it what you like and it's the same thing of a woman seeing another woman on the street or mm -hmm. a man seeing another man with a jacket or something I think it just all kind of goes inside of you see something you like it appeals to your senses and then you figure out what you want to do to how you want to make it yours and I just it, the, the fact that the person is gay just so happens to be that right yeah or trans or whatever it's 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 not belonging to one person, but it is more prominent on one side than the other, if that makes sense. No? Yeah. And I think, like I said, it's, it's like a, like I said, a, like I agree, it's like a give and take. The only thing I would say is just, do I think a lot of black women do learn from gay men? I, I definitely think so, especially in this day and age now. One of my like biggest things is um, Naomi Campbell. Jay Alexander taught her how to walk, and he learned how to walk from you know watching um other women models. 
And so it, like I said, becomes like just a signature. I think people are born and interested in things. And sometimes it could be categorized as feminine. And then people who enjoy more feminine qualities do inspire other aspects. And so it's like a give and take of like, do I think one is bigger than the other side? No. Because then I think of like, we could talk about nails and all of nails, hair, makeup and everything. But a lot of the fashion, fashion brands are inspired by um, gay men. Very true. And so and that's why it's always weird in hip hop when they want to be homophobic, but you got Gucci on. That shit don't make any goddamn sense. Oh, you want to rep your Valentino, <laughs> but you don't like you homophobic. I, I that does it never quite makes sense to me. But you know, some, some the look of disgust on your face kills me. Okay. <laughs> Because it just doesn't, like, when something doesn't make sense, it requires me to kind of just at least try to understand it. But when I keep trying to understand something that doesn't, that's never want to make sense in the first place, it's just like, what is the point? Slightly frustrating, huh? Mm-hmm. I just mind my business. All right. So, and I, so we're going to move it on. Our next thing was interesting also, um... A question from one of our listeners, Samurai Pros. And it says, what's killing relationship nowadays? Valerie, you want to go first? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what's killing relationships nowadays? For me, um... I think it's a combination of two things, right? Um, so it's going to be like lack of real and authentic communication. Um, not just to pass them by, like, hey, how you doing? All's good. Da, 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 da. Like real in-depth communication about topics, situations, and circumstances. <clears throat> and then um, I think the other thing that is um, also um, killing relationships is the opinions of others and when i say the opinions of others that's to include social media family and friends um very often people like to go and up uh, go and have a listening ear but while they have that listening ear of a friend a family or indoor social media they're collecting opinions and then they allow those opinions to influence their decisions of what they decide to do and how they think i can respond in a relationship um so I, I think when you have the combination of the both of those, um, it's, 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 it's death to a relationship, especially if that communication piece is not there. See that? I like that. I was thinking... What's yours? Um, the lack of self-acceptance. And... I would say, so I, I, when I say a lack of self-acceptance, I think... Because I sure enough needed you to expound upon that. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to get a second, but I was like, can you expound, please? <laughs> I always say it's just, like I always say, like everybody know, like I'm non-binary. And so when I when I get in relationships, it I usually, um, I've never not have gotten them randomly like telling me this about how I, they like being, because I enjoy them being themselves. They can be themselves, which is always weird to me because I'm like, why would I not want you to be yourself? And then what you look at social media, like I said, about people's opinions and stuff. And people are trying to kind of put what is 
supposed to be expected. And I think the moment you allow yourself to be, so you accept yourself for who you are, I do think that you, you are not trying to kind of like control other people or trying to like put people in boxes or have this unrealistic expectation or not trying to follow like what social media says because the whole trope of like, um, you need to, you ain't taking me to Cheesecake Factory, that, that is ridiculous. That I definitely think somebody put that in her head. And once again, listening to the influences of outside people. Yeah. And also just, I think, worrying about what it's supposed to look like and in instead of working it out or like said to kind of, what do you, self-acceptance come in and understanding that in a relationship there is a two people, you and another person. Sometimes and it can just look like this is what works for us. I don't. Have, you don't have to explain what works in your relationship for you. You may not get it. Some well, people may not get it. That's fine. But like I said, nobody understands why Nicki Minaj is with her husband. But you know what? It's working for her. They together and what? And why don't she? It's, I don't know about that. But yeah, they, it's working for them. And she's she's sticking beside him because she ain't letting what social media, the outside influences, mm-hmm. come and take a part in what she made the decision to be with. She's okay with not having family days at the zoo in the park. And that is her. If she doesn't want... If... And likely him even being able to take the baby to school. She's okay with all that. Mm-mm. He got to stay in the McDonald's like R. Kelly did. And wait for her to calm down. <laughs> but, you know, people make those life decisions. And we can all disagree with them. But I said it's just like I feel like once you and then what I just mean about self accept, I think the more you get to know yourself and understand yourself and love yourself, I do think that and you get into a space where you just kinda want good energy around you and kinda like are willing to work out things with people and I just think that people can kinda get to that point and realize like maybe this is why I act like this or this way like that. You can probably come but a lot of people don't want to hold themselves accountable. Like accountability. That's another one. Ooh. People don't want to be held accountable. But I think that lack of accountability goes with communication. Mm-hmm. To me, a little bit, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, so I, I, I totally agree with you. Like it's it's <laughs> people got to realize you in that relationship and 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 that relationship is yours. I can even see in like some of my friends' relationships, um, it's certain things that I'm like, oh okay, that's how it works for them. And I had to realize that, especially being in a relationship now for almost two years, like, this is what works for us. And for me, I could give a damn what Tom, Dick, and Harry thinks about what works for us. It work over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I if I was to tell somebody how it works, then people are going to tell me how it should work. And then my brain going to start wondering. So in order to keep all those noises and those voices down, I don't have to tell nobody how it works. Because as it's working right now, it's working for me and it's working for him. Um, and, and that's why I like, um, this is kind of a thing where I wanted to bring in Cardi. Like I feel bad for her because it's like, she took the social media for the validation of her feelings instead of getting that validation from Offset. And if he wasn't willing to give it to her then, that's cool. But she done, as, um, what's her name said? She done let us in the family group chat. So now we all got an opinion. And, and 
I'm and she may very well take him back because we've seen her take him back before. And I feel I feel for her because the pain obviously is real, but mm -hmm. it, it goes back to what you deal with in your relationship, that's between you and him. Because once you let them outside influences in, it's gonna be it's gonna be just like it's um what's the girl whose dude beat her up and she got the baby, Kiki. Just like if Kiki ever decides to take him back, just like if Cardi ever decides to take offset back, the world uncondemned him. Because you don't took the mm -hmm. social media for validation. But then that just comes with just kind of being just honest with yourself. The reality is, no matter if somebody tell you what you, you said on social media, you keep it in private, it's still going to be something people are going to have opinions about. And so I hope Cardi B, I know she's, I know, I know recently today, um, her and Nicki Minaj came back and forth and that was where that park thing came from. Um, Nicki Minaj posted like a subtweet and Cardi B was like, bitch, I ain't playing today. I am really on 100. Take your man to the park. Leave me the fuck alone. They beefing? They always beefing. They, they, Nikki, Nikki Minaj pokes people and then want to be like, oh my God, I don't know why they're so mad at me. This is why she's the <laughs> of, of the meme. Like, Nikki Minaj is the meme. She really is a mean girl. Like, if they did a remake of Mean Girls or Black Girls, she could do that. Mm -hmm. She would be mean too. Like, she would be Regina George. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, it's just, that's the way Cardi B want to express so that's when to express herself but like I said understand like is it important to share your story sometimes yeah but um, nobody's gonna everybody's gonna have a like I think a lot of people just need to be honest with themselves it's like do I just like what you do for me or do I really want to be in a relationship and some people really just like to avoid their feelings and you may you may be a little placeholder well that's the thing and that goes with communication avoiding feelings to be in a relationship, you have to have some vulnerability. That's in a friendship, and that's also in a, a, a romanticized relationship. What And it's just going to go a little left, but what bothers me in relationships, especially like friendships, because I see it a lot more now that I'm older, people believe that if we're friends, that every dynamic of the friendship has to be all sunshine, sunshine roses, and rainbows. Mm -hmm. Like, no, it's not. If you're my friend, I should be able to have a very authentic, very real, very down-to-earth conversation with you. If I don't like something that you said or something made me feel some kind of way, I should be able to come and take it up with you and have a discussion. I don't got to be rude but you should be able to validate my feelings and I, and I should be able to validate your responses as well it doesn't mean that at the end of it we'll be old we'll be happy with the responses but if we're still friends and what we have built in a friendship thereafter still stands then we'll be all right right it goes the same thing in a relationship and I think that sometimes because of the heavy influence of social media television media as a whole we live in these fairy tale worlds and these girls have these perceptions that it's supposed to look like this. But when them cameras shut off and everything goes away, they still have a relationship that they're manning. Mm -hmm. Just like example, Cassie and Diddy. It was sunshine and roses when you saw them outside. But in reality, she was getting beat to a bloody pole. Yeah. Kiki, it was sunshine and roses when she was on live and on uh, giving us clips with the dude, but he was beating her ass. Um, it's like all of these relationships that are failing at this point. Um, like it, it was sunshine and roses, but we had the divorce court. We had the courthouse filing for divorce. How many we done had since October? I don't know. It's been so a you can't, you can't be basing it or trying to set the standard of a relationship off of what you see off of social media. Mm -hmm. You have to set it off of the standard for yourself. And it goes back to the thing of what you said about being authentic to yourself, being authentic to yourself, the relationship and that other individual being authentic to themselves. 
Everybody um talking about they want a Will and Jada love, and I I want to catch somebody saying it now. Mm, what's his name even bleeping out of his own song? Which is weird. Which is, cause I, I I do it. It's so weird. Like at this point, just keep it. I just no. I'm th- I just might as well. I just that's that's neither here or there. But like I said, I agree with you. It's just like I'm more inclined. I like Shirley Ralph um relationship. She ain't stay with her man for like eighteen eighteen years. They've been married. 18 or 20 years. No, 18. I don't know. Just understand. And I realized that she said she about to move. Uh-huh. And it's been working that way all this time. I said, oh, if they be at the divorce court next year, I'm going to be sad. Because it was working for y'all. Or I just, <laughs> or they could just be like, you know, this ain't working out. Let, let me go get the apartment across the, no, across the way from you. Or get a house across the way and, you know, we'll be back. It is perfect. Not to live in separate places. And I like it was more and I and them this is off topic, but they stayed together for two weeks and then they would go off and like they would do those things like it was kind of go back and forth. So most of the times they did not live together because he works out of Philadelphia and she works um out of LA. It was perfect. And I was like, see. I feel like I sent that to you and I was like, This is this is the perfect relationship for you. Mm-hmm. Somebody I- somebody who's busy. Go have a life. Leave me alone. <laughs> you want that part-time love. No, you want that a... love. I need I need to miss you. I want to have enough time away to miss you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go do something. Come and, t- and granted, I don't I don't I don't knock that. Like, I don't knock a being in a relationship where like you work away, like you you um I have a friend, her husband is a pilot, and I always thought their relationship was like so dope. Because, like, he would be off, like, he would do, like, private charters for, like, a business or whatever, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he'll be gone sometimes two, three weeks. And he'll come back home for, like, a week or two. And he go back. But it was, like, that time where it's like, oh, I miss you. I miss you so much. And when you get back, ooh. And then I was like, but it, it worked for them. Um, mm-hmm. It worked for them for years. Um, So I, I thought it was, like, I thought it was, like, really cool. So I, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. So, speaking of um, what works, um, can you describe to me <laughs> what this next one um, is about? I thought it was really interesting. So, thanks to Bernard, um, I started scrolling Twitter, and Twitter's um, <laughs> I scrolled across a post about um, men and their myths surrounding women's menstrual cycles, aka periods. Um, and I was taken aback about <laughs> what a lot of men think. Um, so I'm just going to give y'all a few, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one was that, um, a man believed that menstruals don't start until after a woman has a baby. Another one said that, um, men have said they thought women can hold everything in like urine and let it out on the toilet as we choose. Um, it also mentioned that it was used as a justification to tell girls that they can't have a bath a restroom pass in school. Um, the third one that really caught me was a woman had to explain to a grown ass man that the periods don't come on just on the first of the month for everybody. Mm-hmm. So what made me bring this up for us today was I was like, wow, men love women. Men love vaginas, but y'all don't know how they work. <laughs> and I blame women uh-huh. and men for that. Yes, I, I, uh, 
Mm, I don't know. So no. So when we talk about sex education, they all they take the girls into the into those spaces and um and talk about it. They don't talk about like the, with the boys. How, they don't really actively talk about the boys. They feel like it's a women thing, and it's just at Carroll City Middle School. We had human growth and development, and I never forget this boy named Jesus raised his hand and said, "Cause I was in the midst of learning about periods and everything else." And he, that's how I know we had the open discussion. He was like, does boys have ovaries? We was having that discussion as a group, okay? <laughs> I literally remember because I was very, like, I was one of those weirded out kids that mm -hmm. didn't want to go to human growth and development. And they made you send home, they sent home a paper and your parent had to sign for you to actually participate in the class. Mm -hmm. And I remember begging my mama not to sign it and putting no. <laughs> I felt it was odd to have the discussion in front of boys. Lord, why? But we did. So I, I feel like at least in the 90s, early 2000s, but that was in the 90s, mm -hmm. we was having these discussions as a group. Mm -mm, a I don't know what have men mm -mm. lost the, um, the, the knowledge, but <laughs> it's wild <laughs> well, we don't have human development classes like that anymore nowadays especially as we've grown older see like, that's the part i don't know because i don't know I if that's still being offered class, in school I don't, I don't feel like they talk i i was at least what i knew they didn't talk about it i only knew about it because my mom don't um my mom don't be having no subjects off limits that that is that is just my mama. I just I knew I kind of knew what it was. She explained it, and then based off her explanation, when I watched stuff like girlfriends or like I think William have a joke in there. It was like, don't you have us all get in sync? Um, he was like, somebody get in the sync, and that's why. I, and I learned from girlfriends that it, you know, the sinking part of like how sometimes peers can affect um when a like a woman who usually have their peer let's say on the first, and somebody usually has a peer in the middle of the week, and how it can like they're around each other long enough it could kind of like throw off balance it's so funny that was one of the other um comments in the um the twitter posts um about the sinking of periods um how some men don't recognize that like women are born with all the eggs that they will ever have in their life we mm -hmm. don't produce them and pull out um produce push out sperm like men do like that's not what we do um <laughs> What you said? I was like, a lot of men just they just feel like it's a, something women do, and they don't need to be involved in it. That that's why I always got. It's very like, taboo to them, even the fact yeah. that we bleed. The fact that we bleed, and I'm like, why is it? Because it. I feel like men have been. I've, I've been around men who felt this way. Like they'll make statements of, oh, just because your period on, give you the right to have an attitude, bruh. If you're going through what I'm going through, if your hormones are raging, if you, um, and this may get a little graphic, but I, I read one, I can't find it. But the fact that, like, we gush. Like, and when I say we gush, like, sometimes when you're in your period, it's not something that you can help. Like, you have clots of blood coming out. <laughs> and you you can't sometimes just stop it. Like, it, it may come out while you're peeing, or it may come out just in a sanitary napkin. So, for me, it's like, don't tell me that I don't have a right at this moment to be irritated when just something as simple as the temperature in a room, if my feet is cold, my body start aching, um, before it starts coming on, I can feel it as far as like my, my, my temperature, my attitude, I'm irritable, I even will put myself away from people to not have to interact because I know what's coming and you may get what's coming towards you because something <laughs> else is happening. 
And people think it's a joke, but it's like, this is what we really go through as women. And because men don't go through it and you don't want to talk about it, it's like that communication piece. Communicate with me so I can tell you what I'm going through. Because when I know what I'm going through, because I'm, I'm aware of my body, I've been going through this since then, I can forewarn you that, hey, I'm going to take a break from you right now and I'll be back in two or three days once my hormones and everything have regulated themselves and I'm no longer aching <laughs> and in pain. <laughs> Look, I don't know, and saying and they make it so like dramatic, oh like they be like they be so dramatic about when they do talk about it or they just really like in they like I never understood the whole thing about like going to get a like a tampon and stuff. Um like I said my mom my mom is my mom and um I want to check. I have definitely got like a tampon from her from Mom Walgreens before, and it just didn't bother. I guess like to me, once you explain things to me, I'm like, oh, okay. That's to me, it's like it's a part of the natural like human being experience. So I don't understand why like some people find it very. I'm gonna say particularly a lot of men are very uneducated about it and stuff because like if you what if you have a daughter and you know the mom is not around, like what do you want to explain that to her? Why are you are you telling her to feel no icky about her umpires because you don't want to talk about it? I always hope that if I had a daughter, um, that I would, I would, and no, no knock to my mom. She's awesome. But I, mm-hmm. I would hope that I could explain it better than what she gave me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like for, for me and the explanation of what was going on, I was scared straight. It was like, come sit. I got to talk to you. And she always would tell me, I got to talk to you long before she got to talk to you. She said, we're going to have a talk tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, scared? damn, what I done did. <laughs> so then she, mind you, like, I'm around a lady. It, it, at the time, it, I think it was just me and her. Maybe my stepdaddy was living there at the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just me and her 24-7. So I'm not noticing she got a period. She comes, she sit down. She explains to me, yeah, you're going to start bleeding soon. You got a period. The period comes once a month. Um, let me know I got some stuff for you for you to use when it happens. I, I swear the conversation was five minutes. And she must have known scary. something with my body that it was about to start. Because literally like two weeks later it started. And I'm one of them kids where like I thought it was the end of the world. It started at school. Ooh. I li- <laughs> I literally went, I stuffed some tissue down there and I went on like the world was good. I went with my daddy after school. <laughs> I think I got home like eight o'clock <laughs> and I got out of the car. My mama came outside to say what's up to my dad. And I was like, remember that thing you told me about? <laughs> yeah, it started. <laughs> and she looked at me. I said, shh, don't tell daddy that. <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, you look dirty ass. <laughs> you been walking around all day? I said, yes. Cause I didn't know what I was supposed to do. <laughs> but like, it, it, it was hard for me to adjust to a cycle because I just was like, I, I couldn't believe that we had to go through this as, as females. Mm-hmm. Um, So I just, I just hope that I could have a sensitivity because I saw in elementary, the other girls around me, once I had mine, I realized that the other girls in elementary had already had theirs. Mm-hmm. So they had these little pencil cases full with pads and this and that. And I was like, y'all too excited about this shit. <laughs> I'm running. <laughs> I'm running away from it and y'all running towards it. <laughs> Look, because it's, it's, it's natural. It's unfortunate. It's got to be so painful. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting experience. I just wish that, and I'm happy, at least in my 30s, that the men, like just men as far as even friends and males, and even my boyfriend, like, mm-hmm. 
they're more, at least the ones that I've been around, are more educated about the topic. So they're, it's not so ugh, and tabooish mm -hmm. um, as I had in, conquered, encountered in my 20s. Yeah. And I said it's just maturity, too. Mm hmm. Well, you know, speaking on that, y'all, we go take a period in this. We go, um, we go take a break. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll be back. Let's do it. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. We back. Hope you filled everything. Well, refilled everything. This butter shot in there. It's nice. That's all right. I don't think I'm going to get it again. It don't sound like it's giving what it's supposed to be giving. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's not bad. I take it over red wine. All right. So. Uh, we'll just jump back into these topics. So, <laughs> this week we got a major update on the Jonathan Majors case. Not sure if it's really an update, more so than some visuals um, that were produced during the um, trial. Mm -hmm. um, and those visuals show Mr. Majors and the young woman um, pulling up to a red light or a light of some sort. Um, and from there we proceed to see it what looks like you can correct me if I'm wrong, Bernard, like um Mr. Majors um jumping out the car and trying to put her back in the car. It was mm -hmm. almost like she was trying to get out with him and he kinda like lifted her up and put her back in the car. And I'm not really sure what transpired for like the five to ten seconds after that. Like almost like he was trying to keep her in the car because he's about to walk off, which he eventually does. Mm -hmm. And it starts off as a a, a brisk walk. Then it becomes into like a strut, like a a, a long, long run. Then they both start and, running marathons. And then she started running after him. And I was just a little confused because baby, you were supposed to be getting beat down, but you running after your abuser, and I'm just I'm 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 conflicted for the two and a half minutes that I watched it. But what it did give was that something ain't adding up. My one plus one ain't making two, but the situation of what the young woman is saying what's your thoughts i think two things with jonathan majors could be true do i still think he's an abuser yes do i think in this scenario he's an abuser it doesn't look like it it looks like um and it's just and this is when i don't think her story really adds up because even when looking at the case um there was the, they had two different doctors coming about how she says he broke her hand and um and even the doctors even if with adrenaline rush, basically, like you, it was still hurt. And the way she was acting with the, in the bar, I think other previous um, videos they showed with the, in the bar or her interacting with her hands, it doesn't really show that she's injured to that capacity. My theory of what possibly could have happened, he was texting, um, probably making good with whoever he was texting. And she saw it, she's drunk already because we also heard from the, like, you ever heard, have you listened to the audio? No. I didn't listen to it until a few days. I feel like you listen to it and you read like his text messages. To me, he gives me like abuser vibes or like I'm controlling, okay. I'm gonna say controlling vibes, I would say. Um, I think in this scenario, it seems like if I had to, to guess a theory, she saw the text messages, she was drunk, doing the most, and she attempted probably to get out and he was like, well, she, she can't be drunk. 
out in the middle of nowhere and she get hurt, whatever the case may be. You know, just kind of like everybody's had a drunk friend who probably did drunk a little bit too much and had to, um, you know, help in the car and they're doing all the most while in the car or whatever the case may be. And it seems like it's kind of with that way. Um, I'm not sure, but I don't think Forrest, the way this case, if I had to sort of look at this video, I would say he's innocent or at least it was like um, a couple squabble. But I'm more inclined that he's, I don't think they're going to win the case, considering that was the prosecutor, um, the um, evidence. Mm -hmm. I would, in, in this scenario, and even in the case, they can't use other previous people um, who came out about him. But in that um, audio, when he told that white girl, um, used to be more like Coretta Scott or, um, or Michelle Obama. <laughs> One, I thought it was hilarious. Um, and then I looked at the social media comments about it. And I don't think he was trying to say, you know, I think he was trying to talk about their character more. So what it seemed like. like Absolutely. And even then, I'm like, well, it seemed like he stayed with her because he's also like, well, I don't, you like you got going out drinking with your friends. Basically, her actions did not even speak to her that she was like one of the people. Also, she's the individual. But you go take like go find a person who who buy that plan because he threatened he who threatened. exemplifies that because she obviously yeah. didn't yeah and it seemed like he was trying to like change the whole into a housewife and i call that lady oh but it was just whatever whoever she was and trying to change her into a mode of what she is and that's what i mean about like his controlling behaviors because threatening um kill yourself is is abuser signs red flags also um when he, in the audio he said, "Well, this is not the plan." To me, all that told me, and is that you need to follow these, and these are the rules about what I'm what I'm trying to do. And you need to be on track, and this is you must adhere to this. I'm trying to do something, and it just like, he's very he wants to do these things, which he's right to do. Pause, uh, pause, 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 pause. At the height of his career and where it was, I wouldn't be mad at him for having a plan and needing whoever who's mm -hmm. going he's going to be with mm -hmm. to be aligned with that plan. Or maybe you need to be somewhere else in the sense of maybe not you being a Coretta Scott King or whatever, whatever, but more so being aligned with how you act and how you respond in public and what you're giving off to the public eye because you're with me and that directly affects the endorsements that help feed this household so i don't i don't think that he's wrong and i think that's more so where he was coming from because look at what he was in the height of his career when this situation came out and look at what he lost so if he did have that in play with her and was looking for that i don't feel that that's wrong i i feel like where he fell wrong was 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 you looking at the woman before you even got to that point to realize could she go on this journey with you? And it doesn't seem like she could. So I that's where I agree with you. But the fact that he had a plan and needed someone who was gonna be by his side that was gonna stick with it while he get these endorsements and get these plays and get these these gigs to <clears throat> heighten his career, I don't feel like he's wrong with that. Cause if you don't have a if you don't have a plan of action, how do you move? So <clears throat> This is how, so I'm going to say this. I understand what you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing with mm -hmm. somebody who's wants this particular way to make sure their career is going. It's just it is the wording of what he said. It is it's, it's how he said it. It is very how he said it. It in it's little things I picked up on from when he how he was explaining to. I think it's the difference between telling somebody that and being like this is what what I want my expectations, but the way he went about it. 
it is not he said in a very condescending way to tell me that he does this on a consistent basis telling the girl you want to kill yourself because you're not following this plan is is very controlling behavior it's, it's a difference being like I'm I'm at this stage in my life and I can't you know mingle with certain people because it's going to affect what I'm trying to do. It that is the difference between telling somebody that you need you need to hear to this or alienate people or this is and that. He could have just left her. There was no it. And if, if that's what you consistently do, when people virus their expectations, don't like if you don't follow the plan. He was chastising her as if she was a little girl. He wasn't having a conversation. It's different having a conversation with somebody and then chastising them or expressing yourself. He was chastising her. But how many times have we been in a situation where we're frustrated and we're at that moment of where, like, mm -hmm. we communicate and we don't communicate the most effectively? So I could see that happening, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't speak to the fact that that's who he is 24-7 either. Mm -hmm. But we all have moments. We do. We all have moments where we come off... Mm -hmm. Somebody give me incorrectly that he likes overly controlling in the relationship. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm I'm gonna take away the music. I'm gonna say it just seems like he likes to be very controlling to the point it could be looked at as as abuse. Okay. That's that's and that's just based off what I gather from the audio. Do I think the video is separate? I think he do I would I arrest him? No, based off what I've seen though. Especially if she hit him first. I I would like to see the video inside the car. I kind of need to I know like what happened. I like some audio. Yeah, but, you know, we'll see what happens. He'll he a strong, big, <clears throat> you know, I don't think he helps his case by dressing like he in slavery. Um, <clears throat> and he going against this little white, supposedly, you know, docile little girl. Well, girl, woman. It just baffled so, me that he went from a straight, white, white, white woman to making good. <laughs> I wonder if he showed it that video. In a blink of, like, in a blink of an eye. I'm just I'm interested. So he wants Michelle Obama. I guess Megan Good probably be the best person. She, don't she really, would. She wouldn't have. I don't feel like she has any. Like you don't hear like really negative stories about her. Like even when she divorced her husband, you didn't really. They're like they didn't put any business out, and we don't know why they. We don't know why they divorced. But apparently he cheated, but we don't know that for sure. Only thing she does that I don't think that man cheated. I would think she would cheat before him. And not just because she's making good. I just don't see him as. And I, I think that <laughs> your face is hilarious. It is so interesting. I'm just, you know what I would say. What I enjoy about um with T.S. Madison, <laughs> what why um when we see me on her lives, it's be like. It's a it's an understanding when I feel like you experience so many people. I would say. I promise you, cheating ain't, y'all don't know what cheating looks like. Cheating does not have one thing. People, I don't think the dedication people would do in order to cheat and to keep their appearance. Okay. So why don't you think she would cheat? No, I'm saying it's, it's possible. I don't know. But you, I get, but but you I want get, some, no, he apparently cheated. No, I'm more some, both of them are equally as able to cheat. Okay, that's cheating. all I want to say. Yeah. Because mm. he, because what, he's, he's a preacher or he's a man of God. He's a man of the Lord. The men of the Lord don't cheat. Child, no, I just didn't. They've been the nastiest <laughs> ones, I promise you. I they promise show number two. The They've been in the news multiple times this year. Mm -hmm. 
I don't I don't know. I just didn't I I, I for me with looking at the dynamic I would see her over him. Okay. And that, and that's what the court of public opinions account on. Count on. Mr. <laughs> wants to get me woman look foolish. He a good no, man, Savannah. The, uh, no. He a good man. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the woman so, all right, whatever. I'll let you have that one. Mm. Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fight that one. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, our next topic is called "They'll Replace You by Tomorrow." Um, so in a nutshell, um, there was this post that I read that said, "Coworker died this morning, and work continues as normal. Can't get me to go above for none of these companies. I'll do my eight hours, not a minute more." And when I read this, I was like, this is really a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember back in like 2000 and I want to say like 16, maybe, um, I was working at a set job with the state of Florida mm -hmm. and, um, a supervisor at the time who like is probably the most popular supervisor. I gained a lot of my influences from him because he helped train me in my position as a supervisor at the time. Um, fell out at work, had a massive stroke, um, never was able to return back to the employer. Um, and it happened like first thing in the morning, ambulance came through, took him. Um, it was a whole good, maybe 30 minutes of, of activity in the morning. But it was like during the time where everybody was already at work. Mm -hmm. When I tell you we went on like nothing else ever happened, it wasn't never mentioned again. It was mentioned amongst smaller groups of people, but it was never mentioned amongst the the, the masses. And that man had probably already given, if not his 30, damn near his 30. And someone who I know replaced him and continued to replace him. And he died a few years later, but it, it was never a thing to communicate about. And um, in the type of employment that I work in, which is social service, I cannot just do eight hours because I've never done just eight hours. But I've had to learn to balance the amount of time that I do give them because it is true. They will replace you tomorrow. They will act like you never existed and they will move right along. Mm -hmm. You will be a thought, a memory. And in short, shortly after that, you will become non-existent. <laughs> Have you had some similar experiences? I don't know say similar experiences. I just, I'm always in the belief that, and it's not to sound morbid, but I think that scenario, what you describe is kind of how like life is in general. I don't think, I won't, I can't really fault the business. I think life is like that. Like, unfortunately, like, yes, people are going to grieve whatever moment jobs take a little bit less time to grieve because the company still have to run its life more. So I think that when they say like, they'll replace you by tomorrow that is true life will also replace you by tomorrow life will continue going on when you're dead when you all other stuff and so i do think you have to learn how to balance especially with like jobs itself because a lot of jobs most jobs don't have your best interest in heart and if they had to choose between themselves and you you'd be gone the next day i've always viewed um stuff like that especially when you have people in your life who work for jobs like over 20 years and right before they get to their 30 they get fired or something, something like that for a technicality or something like that or there you can tell the company's looking for them and it happens a lot especially within like um 
uh, I guess people have called it communities. Um, we just seen that um, it was on social media. I think the guy at McDonald's, one of the fast food places, he worked there for 30 years and they gave him like $500 or something like that and like a gift card or something like that. It was something like they gave him and like, thank you for working something for 30 years. Something so minute for all your hard work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it, it was just. A, it was... Go ahead. Oh, no, that was him. It was someone on here that wrote that her um quote from a professor said, if I die, this school will have my job replaced within a month. But if I die, my family will never fill that place. Um, And from there, she said, I will always take days off for them. Um, Another person here wrote a few years ago, a coworker of mine was murdered and her body was dumped near the work site. When it was announced, people were bawling and falling over. And the managers reprimanded them for disrupting productivity. Mm -hmm. it and like it's, it's so weird to me because like, huh? It sounds like a toxic work environment. Very much so. But also it it, it, it comes to me that like we have to realize too, like for at least for me and I think a lot of other people, a lot of the strong relationships that a lot of people make are or are and sometimes stem from work. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like it's hard to disassociate and not have the emotional standpoint when something happens to a coworker, especially while on the job or or while you're currently working with them and they and they experience some form of hardship or a health complication. Um, and I, I do agree with you 100%. The job is a business. The job in and of itself is a business. And we are the workers of the business, right? So it has to keep going. It just sucks that that is the nature of the beast. That is true. And like I said, always, and always, I feel like you should view yourself as a business because understand we are collaborating. Be thankful that I am coming at your job every day because I can always go somewhere else. And, and always remember to take your time, like Bernard said earlier today. Them R and R days, rest and relaxations, mm -hmm. mental health days, whatever your job call it, take it, utilize it. And when they tell you in that employee handbook that we encourage you to use your time, mm -hmm. use it and use it wisely. I, was, I don't feel I no way when I tell them folks I don't I'm not feeling good today. Um I'm not in the right headspace or if I'm like shh, if my cycle was starting, oh um I'm gonna need the rest of the day. Because it's either it's it's cause I have to do direct client contact over the phone sometimes. So it's either me or them. So you, you can make your choices, but I'm telling you right now. I think it's just more so reminded, just like please, please just understand your mental health comes first before a job. And like I said, They'll be okay. I don't believe in ever being. And prioritize your family and the people that you care about. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I tell my mama consistently. This lady told me the other day. I said, "Well, mom, how many hours you got?" She said, "Some. I done took some time off because you coming home." And then she was like, "But you got to remember, I got to save my time." I said, "Well, how many hours you got?" I feel like the lady told me she got over six thousand hours. I said, "What are you prioritizing?" Oh shit. Yes, and and not to mention she was off from January to doggone May <laughs> for <an> injury. <laughs> so I, I looked play. at her and I was like, I was like, lady, please, <laughs> mm -hmm. you got all the time in the world. <laughs> mama willingly over to being a slave. Mm -mm. Tell her she need to take some some days off. Me and my stepdaddy consistently tell her she'd be like, oh, I'm gonna come back on. She'll say, I'm coming back on Sunday. I'm going to be to work on Monday. Me and my sister be like, nope, you're going to take that Monday and go back on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You need to rest up from the from the flight. Even if it's only two or three hours, rest yeah. up. 
<laughs> and I, so I understand some people really want to make sure they keep a job. <clears throat> no, they keep their job and they're you no know, worried about making sure they are. I would say their job is secure because I think a lot of times, especially when I would say back in the day, they they feel like they kind of had to because they couldn't take as they didn't feel like they could take a lot of luxuries and a lot of the stuff they do. But forget that job. No, you, even if you do love your job, it's still important to kind of just take a day because they dance so replace your ass tomorrow. Have them take your take your seat and everything. Clear out your desk. Maybe I feel like yes. if certain places, if you die, they'll have your posting up by the end of the day. Because once HR get noticed, the reality of it is, nine out of ten they may not know you. Ten out of ten uh-huh. they got to replace that position. And we in a in a world today where people don't even want to work, so they're gonna post immediately. Uh-huh. The insensitivity is real. Yep, yep. All right, y'all. Well. I'm going to start this one off because we're doing an actual agree to disagree today. Our favorite part. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how you're going to make this make sense for me. Oh, baby, I'm not the one who needed to make sense. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say what I say and understand that. Yes, it is you're not... the one who got to make it make sense because you, you think that you don't see the problem. I, I see clear I, problems. I'm, this, is, this is one of the questions I need to be answered then. Because mm, I got ahead. a lot of questions. So, you lead, I follow. So, I agree, agree to disagree is 11 year old um, girl reportedly traumatized on a school trip after being so called forced to share a bed with a girl who identified as um, with a trans girl. They're both 11, they're both her friends. They were friends up until they both, they had, um, they, I guess, the girl, um, self-disclose her identity her gender identity to her i don't see what the girl got to be traumatized for i don't see the issue with her sharing a bed with a trans girl i just i need better yet my quite so my question is what is so wrong about it i i i actively need to because i i looked at it and I was just I didn't understand what was so because in the video they are misgendering her I just don't understand what the reason is people like because she was biological she was born male but identified I don't I don't see the issue she should she should have had her own bed period I, I, I if they if if we want to, if we want to acknowledge and include inclusivity and accept it, then she should have had her own bed. Why? And if that, if if the if the little girl felt uncomfortable with knowing that the fact that biologically that is a male, I've known you and going to school with you as this, and you've now decided to identify as this. That's the way it sounds. And then now we have to share a bed. I am uncomfortable because I know you as a boy, and that's hard at that age with getting to know yourself and becoming yourself with acceptance from other people let me finish with with acceptance from other people to then be comfortable with why must i be the one to have to share the bed with her give her own bed why not so it was okay so so it was was okay before you um, so if that's the case then let all the boys and the girls share the boys share beds it's a reason why when we go on trips at that age, in normally grade school, that we separate genders. Why? 
to prevent certain activities because you never know what could occur. So this trans girl was gonna you felt like was gonna um assault um the cis girl? I don't know, and to be perfectly that, honest, I'll prefer that every kid let me finish, let me finish. I'll be more preferable overall for my child to have their own bed, period. Because I've seen the perping of kids on same genders, on opposite genders. It it, it does not it does not um have any exclusivity to one side or the other. I would prefer to prevent any form of possible misinterpretations or actions. Each child have their own bed. They should not be sharing. Mm -hmm. That that would be my preference. That would be my my preferable. And if my child did go on a trip of such of such circumstances, that would be what I would be implementing. Even if I had to go myself and get my child my own room, because in these days and times, the 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 child on child perping is very high. But then while you're trying to figure out what you identify as, because it sounds like this isn't the kid who was like at four, this is what I am. I'm now identifying it based upon what you read, because I didn't even read the article. But from mm -hmm. what you said, once she found out that she was deciding to identify as this, then, and then she had to share a bed with her, mm -hmm. then this was a problem. So they were but if she did have a, if she did have a problem with it, what is the problem with her having a problem with it? Why should it just be one-sided where it should be okay? If she had a problem with it, why is there a problem that she has a problem with it? You can justify it all you want to. It's homophobic. It's unnecessary. I don't mm -hmm. see why. I don't see why. Um, if I had to be the um the, the father of or the father mother the person the parent of the trans girl, I would advise her to always be prepared to punch a bitch in her throat. <laughs> I just. One of my so I would say this one of my fears of like actually having children is to have a child who is possible and I think and this is when I think we had that conversation with Saucy Santana about I don't know but he was like he wouldn't want like his child to be gay I would never say that mm -hmm. I just have a fear of those things because as we discussed last podcast I'm usually water off ducks back I don't know if you can call me anything out of the books I can go home you'll be fine but you put me in situation something like this with a child and i just think that what it tells me that not only is like the news media and the school like would i prefer each child can share a room and still have it their own bed that'd be perfect because to me um it's just villain it's like villainizing the trans girl and, and who didn't even do anything because like I said, it just seemed like everything was okay until she found out she was a trans girl. And it just seems like basically... But even if, what if she was never okay with it? What if she was never okay with it? Talk about the fact that she was okay with the fact of who she was. If if she never was okay with it, would you have forced her? Okay with what? With sharing a bed with... Although there's a girl who identifies as a girl, a, a, a born male who identifies as a girl that she was un so if it was me uh -huh. and I'm I'm the 11 year old and I know and me and you are friends and I know you as Bernard um but then you and but I also know that Bernard identifies as a female and I choose to not want to share a bed with you am I being happened. homophobic that's not that one in this situation that's not what happened um but am I am I you can find you feel. Do I, it's still discriminating. How is it discriminating? Because if that's the case, then why aren't they just putting boys and girls together? 
This is a This is at a very critical reproductive stage. This is a trans girl, and also they were like I said, they were friends beforehand. They, it was all good and Kiki all beforehand enough for them to go on a trip and and pick a room with each other. They were. They I can were name you several male friends I had in middle school. I don't want to share a bed with them. And I understand that, but if we're separating girls and boys, she's she's identified as a girl. Then give her her own bed, but I also agree that everybody should, like you said, get get, get double queens, and everybody has that their would be, own most bed. Most that would be my assumption, but the issue comes in is like everybody was okay with it until they found out that she was a trans girl, and so it's once again I said once again villainizing villainizing somebody who was just walking down the street minding their business. It is not anybody's part. It is not anybody's um business for them to identify themselves especially at 11 years old who is still understanding their body and the difference between everybody and, and everybody else and it is if they decided that if that if he if she decided that she wanted to be identified then it is everybody she told her business. she told her friend because she told her friend that the parent apparently told her to don't say anything she decided to tell her friend anyway i would I would advise her um, not to tell anybody either because of safety, because it is. She's acting like we said, I I couldn't. To me, her. I'm not, I don't have anything wrong with identifying. I have nothing wrong with the school even honoring the request. What I have an issue is with, they should not be sharing beds. Like I, I feel like that that should have been a a extra precaution that was taken to provide separate beds. Even if they shared a room together, they should have had separate beds. And I'm not. I don't have a problem with her with her being amongst the girls, sharing space, common areas. But the bed should have been the calling point of at at that tender age of deciding of okay, let's let's separate that. So, like I said, I'm I understand like having separate beds. That is un that's understand that is understandable. Having separate beds within that hotel room is usually the I will understand the, the standard. It doesn't I would say honestly it doesn't even like clarify if it's like one bed or two. I would say that. Mm -hmm. Now, if it was two beds and the girl still had an issue with it, then she should probably um the reality is she she's ignorant like her parents and the people who reported on it. I do think that the parents are the one is probably pushing this agenda. So I don't, I don't, it, based off of the way it was strategically written that they were friends mm -hmm. and it gave a whole backstory that they, they were okay with each other. Yeah. So it's, it's given me that the parents shared an issue with, with this whole ordeal. Yeah, so I, I can, I can, I can vibe you with the whole, maybe it's, it's coming from a homophobic stance. Mm -hmm. um, that part, I, I don't disagree because I don't, it doesn't sound like it's coming from the kid. Yeah, and and it's, the issue is it's kind of like I think in the video I'm gonna say in the way it's presented to the media because I couldn't find like a, a an unbiased opinion about the story because everybody um you know did what they did um I guess like I said my only issue is really is the fact that the way they set it up as if it they're being unnecessarily homophobic about it and I disagree with it like I said if we're putting two young children in a room together. Um, the option is not to put none of them children in a room with an adult. Have, like I said, peer-on-peer -peer sexual violence happens. And so, yes, I would prefer, no matter same-sex, um, you know, if we're putting same-sex in, in a room, yeah, I would still want them to have two separate beds. But the fact that the little girl felt traumatized telling me her parents is either homophobic or is also to, to, to call it to where they're disappointed or they need to be notified. Why would you need to be notified?
loves of, a, of your daughter sharing a room with a trans um, girl. Why? Once why would again, the parent need to be notified? Why would the parent need to be notified? Once again, why? Why are we? When we talk about trans women, it's very, it's always very interesting, especially trans women and girls. It is always just trans women and girls, and never trans men. We don't have those conversations about that. And so when we have this conversation about trans women and girls, it always somehow comes to back the fact that they have a dick. And it's, and to me, it's just really weird because everybody know who has a, a able mind in Google can understand that, as you just said, there are peer on peer violence. Also, there's other things in your body you can get raped with. Mean other things and and in areas and other things you can do to rape somebody with it. So it doesn't matter. So if you didn't want the two people girls in a room, that is a different argument. But if you want every girl to have their own room, I can understand that too. Do I feel like it's always safe? Not really, not, not necessarily, no, because you still want to make sure they're in a safe environment, at least have an accountability partner. But the way this is phrased is once again, it's like putting trans people as like, the sickles vilifying them when really they're just existing. I catch you. Uh, I would want to be notified if my trans son was sharing a room with a bunch of boys too. So uh, for me, although I can understand that a lot of the world would have a different um viewpoint on that when when you say like it's typically the trans females that have this issue mm -hmm. um but i would want to be i would, I would want to be notified either way especially with me as the parent who has a trans kid not even so much the parent of the the other kid mm -hmm. um i, I would want to be notified and vice versa i think that it's something that should be um expressed and like i said and i can understand that point like too because like i said as a if you have a, um, a trans kid um, as you know those are the things like it's, it's going to be a very uncomfortable conversation I think um, like I said fire is just uh, especially as like a four if I had to have like I would adopt a black you know I guess if I had to adopt a black trans um, kid I have to have multiple uncomfortable conversations with them that I absolutely hate. Not only have to have a conversation about them being black and it's where I have to have a conversation about them being um, black and queer and how that affects the, and how all skin folks are not kin folks. And how in certain environments you have to um, pay a lot of attention, unfortunately, because things like this happen. Cause they were just, they were just friends. One little detail that is, that is unharmful. The girl didn't say she was going to do any, do anything. She, you no, know, the girl was traumatized somehow, and it's because of the way the social media portrays it on um they the so how they portray it. It's like almost five hundred like anti LGBTQI plus bills, unnecessary amount. When we have people starving, when we have education and schools lacking, but trans people and gay people are targets on a consistent basis. But hey, I you completely know, understand you. Just understand y'all don't be surprised like where bernard moved to i see he has a house it's in it's in finland and it's um any number of woods around him in the internet <laughs> well i completely understand <laughs> oh anyhow you, last thing before we what go happened? Um, off, off subject have you seen um what's that movie julia roberts 
I started it right before. Um, let me finish it. Um, we leave the world behind. No, where is it being um broadcast? So. Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Hmm. So since we're gonna bring up Netflix, let me let me go ahead and add them to my what got me going this week. Oh, love what they do. So Netflix. Um, on that um, was it was it Sunday, Monday, Friday, last week, Friday, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Um, someone hacked my account. Oh, and not only did they hack my account, they added another user and they upgraded my plan. Oh shit! To the top tier. Yeah, they, they, they was they was busy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> um, you... What happened? So they did this about. 12 o'clock in the morning, I woke up at like 4.30, and I'm like, hold the horses. So I started calling Netflix. They didn't say they were closed, but nobody was answering. So I called them at 9. Somebody answered. Um, I had her, you know, I told her what happened. I told her I changed my password, but you know, like, I need everything to be corrected. So she was like, okay, you know, I removed the users, blah, blah, blah. I was like, but did you move my plan back to my plan? So I'm one of them people that had like the $10.70 a month plan. Mm -hmm. And apparently it was a grandfathered in plan. So I ain't had no commercials. I just had my plan. And we we was Gucci. I could have two screens in the house. Running with my Netflix. Boom. Mm -hmm. So she tells me, oh, well, we don't longer offer that plan anymore. We can't put you back on that plan. I said, what do you mean? I just had the plan before midnight. Somebody hacked my account. No fault of my own. And when did they think? They did a big one. So she was like, oh, well, um, unfortunately, we can't put that plan back on. If you had it in the past, you can keep it until you change it. And since it got changed, I said, <clears throat> not by me. Um, she was like, you have to either take the 15, I think it's 15 or 16.99 plan for the same exact plan type that I had. Or you could take the five or six ninety nine plan with commercials. And I said, so I said to her, you're going to punish me for what somebody else did. She says, well, ma'am, no, we're not punishing you, but we're not able to put you back on that plan. I said, okay, this is above you. I got you. Let me speak to your manager. So I get her manager on the phone. Her name is Meryl. Meryl, I'm still coming for you. I'm still writing my letter, and when it gets over to whoever's above you at Netflix, since you ain't want to tell me, we gonna have our time. But Meryl, bitch ass, um, started to start yelling at me on the phone because I told oh, her I, I felt yelling. like I was being punished. I said, Meryl, uh, me and Meryl started talking, and she gave me the same spiel the other girl did. I said, I hear what you're saying to me, but as a consumer, put yourself in the consumer standpoint. I did not hack my own account. This was not due to anything that I've done. I haven't changed the password. I haven't logged into my Netflix. I haven't had anybody else log into my Netflix. So I'm not sure. Something on your end must have occurred that caused my Netflix to be hacked. Because I don't even have the app on my phone. So please explain to me. So she says, so she starts yelling at me oh about God. the fact that this is the plan. We can't put you back. I said, oh, you yelling at me? I said, who, who is your manager? I said, I don't need to talk to him. I just need an email address. She refused Bernard to give me any form of email address for whoever is above her. 
I literally lost my shit on the phone with her. She said, I'm the highest person in this building. I said, I don't care about you being the highest person in the building. Who's above you at Netflix? I want an email address. She wouldn't give it to me. I said, give me the spelling of your name, Meryl. <laughs> so she spelled her, she spelled her name. <laughs> and I told her, please do me the favor to cancel in my Netflix at the end of this billing cycle. She said, no, she said, you want me to cancel that right now? And I was hot. I was like, yeah, right now. I said, no. I paid for this month. Cancel me. <laughs> when, it's, <laughs> when it's time for the next billing. <laughs> so she was like, we'll do. So then once she got everything done, I told her, look here. <laughs> and just so you know, in the customer service industry, when you're inconveniencing a customer, it is polite to tell them that you apologize for the inconvenience and not you nor your worker told me that you apologize for whatever inconvenience you're causing me by penalizing me to have to pay a higher bill. You have a blessed day. And I hung up the phone on her ass. <laughs> so needless to say, have I seen anything on Netflix? Hell no. no. Make sure you uh, <sighs> when you email, go down the corporate list and just and it's, it's, it's a trick that I learned from um Deontay. Find all the emails in Netflix and corporate business wise you can name and you can find and put them all on on that email. Even talking so you not outside and explain the situation. And so what happened? What happened? I did it to an apartment one time and um they came and fig- um thanks to me following Deontay, um advice and. They came and fixed it the next day. <laughs> and so I would explain, like, do that and get to it. That's some, not her telling you this is what their plan was. I can't believe somebody did that. But I'm like, if you still have people sitting on the same plan I was on, you could put me back on my plan. You're mm-hmm. choosing not to. They probably And it's not honestly. my fault. But I, then, I, then, then, then what can you do? Because what I did, what happened with me was not something that I did. It's, I think, so when we talk about like grandfather, and I think, um, and I'm just, I'm not trying to intentionally play devil's advocate, devil's advocate. It's kind of like walking on like, I don't know, that's not a bad example. It's like, you can go forward, but you can't go back. And I think that's how usually a system, usually the systems work. Um, and so if you're in that plan, you are technically stuck in that plan. However, the moment you move from that spot, Nobody can't take I you back to that move. spot. Now, that's what I'm saying. I but space is, unfortunately, somebody pushed you. So then, and what they could have done was been like, ma'am, how about we offer you three months at your previous plan, but we will have to up like something. Something yeah, could have true. been done. Could have damn sure and no one it. chose to do anything. And I just got inconvenienced by having to call you, by having to fix my plan because somebody else hacked into my stuff. So, and I haven't touched Netflix. So, like, I haven't touch them to do anything of anything within my account so i don't know for me it it, it irked my soul that's know. that that that's it so okay. netflix right now is on my shit list check and Meryl, on amazon I'm too. You. oh i changed my amazon password i heard about the situation last week oh i seen it on twitter i was like who let me do that somebody's sitting in a group chat that i'm in did you um change like look at your address they had like two of them um the boxes of address in mine I think I had one that shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Well, guys, we thank you for joining us today for another episode of the Juicy Cut Podcast. We will talk to you later. Au revoir.